So if I may, I'd like to tell you about a course that my husband's put together. This is something that's a long time in the making. He has been teaching people how to do this and teaching people how to use their money so that their money works hard so that you don't have to. And you've heard previous episodes of Brett's giving you advice, financial advice, advice on investing. If you love that kind of thing, you definitely want to follow him on Instagram. Now, he doesn't post that kind of stuff to his feed. I know he doesn't take any of my advice when it comes to Instagram, but he's always offering that advice on his Instagram stories. And because of that, people have been begging him for probably the last five years to teach or create a course, a basic course for beginners, not for the person who's already investing, not for the person who already has a portfolio and understands you know, annuities and their retirement fund and how to figure out how to get started, all of those things. That's the course that he created. It's called Money Matters 101. It has been five years in the making, but it's a quick course. This is literally a 101 course for those of you who are afraid of the numbers. You're afraid of the financials, but it's time for you to take control of that. We've got to change that mindset. And you can, and it's important that you do because I don't want you to work as hard as you've been working. I want your money to work harder for you. And Brett wants to teach you how to do that. And he's my husband, so I can tell you, he doesn't mansplain things. He really does break it down and make it super simple because he's had 30 years of training working with someone who has ADHD, who is constantly saying like, hold on, hold on. Okay, back it up, slow it down, break that down for me, draw a little picture. And it's a really great course. So anyways, you can check it out. There is a link in our show notes for you to check out Brett's new course, Money Matters 101. Hey, what's up? And welcome to today's episode of Build Your Tribe. What do you and your mom text about? Are you the type to text your mom with every single juicy detail of your life? Is she your best friend? Or do you text your mom just every once in a while? Happy birthday, love you, happy 4th of July, whatever it may be. My mom and I, we text back and forth all day long about Instagram growth hacks, TikTok strategies, the latest news on YouTube, social media growth trends, and genius marketing ideas that we've seen other people implement. That's literally what most of our text conversations are. It's just sending links back and forth. Hey, did you see this? Hey, did you hear this? Hey, did you check out this? Hey, did you see this post I made? That's what a lot of our text message conversations are all about. And so a few days ago, she sent me a link to a couple different YouTube videos. One of them was titled, Instagram is dying and they know it. And she said, this is pretty fascinating. You should give it a listen. And then she said, OMG, this same guy, he breaks down one of your reels in his other YouTube video and sent me the link to one of this guy's videos where he reviewed my reels and kind of broke down why they were successful or why they got good engagement. And I watched these videos and I watched this video about why Instagram is dying. And I was like, hmm, you know, he makes some good points. My mom's right. This is fascinating. This is definitely food for thought. And I'm someone who's pretty pro Instagram. I mean, I recognize that there's lots of frustrations, there's glitches, there's confusing new updates, there's challenges, there's changes in the algorithm. But generally speaking, I'm pretty pro Instagram. And yet I walked away from his video and I was like, you know, he makes some good arguments. So let's have him on the podcast. I text my mom back and I was like, these were so great. I'm going to get him on Build Your Tribe. 
So I reached out to him on Instagram, of course, and today I am excited to get to share with you my interview, my conversation with Dominic. He is on pretty much every social media platform at Hey Dominic, and he calls himself the anti-influencer, anti-guru. He's a full-time YouTuber, consultant, and he helps creators grow their following and monetize their audience. Hey there, Dominic. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. So excited to have you here. I, I've been watching a lot of your YouTube videos, and I think you have some really genius points and arguments about Instagram and TikTok and all these social media platforms. But there's this term that you talked about in one of your recent videos called the algorithm chase. Can uh -huh. you tell me what, what you mean by that? Well, you know, the first time I thought about this was actually a few years back, like two or three years back, where I started to see like more and more similar content happening on, on Instagram, especially, you know, there's, I think I made a video once about it a few years back where it seems like, and, and back then for me, it started to seem like one part, like some people are chasing actually what the algorithm loves to see. Cause they feel like, well, the al algorithm loves to promote this certain type of content more and the algorithm, the, the way that I understand it, cause I study that, you know, all the time. The way I understand it, the algorithm always likes to see what people prefer. And uh, yeah, it, it seems to me that those two types, those two things are chasing each other. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, it's like a kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, it's, it's definitely the same thing. I don't know what you think about this whole thing, but I think, yeah, this is what's happening at least at some point. And it's such a tough question to answer. And, and maybe it's a little bit of both. Like, you know, yeah, it, it might definitely. be a combination of the two because yeah, uh, of course. Just, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, Instagram, TikTok, all these apps, uh, YouTube, all of them, they, they want to show us what we want, but also we're creating things that we yeah. think <laughs> they're going to show to more people. So it's, it really, it like feeds into itself very much. Yeah. It's yeah. very fascinating actually. Yeah. So the, so the video of yours that caught my eye, that it actually caught my mom's eye. And then she sent it to me <laughs> and then her and I talked about it for a while. And then I was like, all right, I got to talk to Dominic about this. <laughs> the title of the video was Instagram is dying and they know about it. So my question yes. for you is, is Instagram actually dying? <laughs> well, I've got to admit, you know, being a YouTuber and stuff, <laughs> the title sometimes, I mean, in the, in the core, I, I feel like it is sort of true mm -hmm. that we're entering a slippery slope, in my opinion, with, with Instagram. With that being said, I don't think it's dying, especially right now. And ever since I made this video, I, I thought a little bit more about that, that whole topic. And it feels like maybe, you know, maybe they don't even want to be, you know, a, a creator focused platform. Maybe that's not even their goal, what, what they want. And maybe the things that are happening right now on Instagram maybe they actually thought this through and maybe, you know, that's what they want anyway. Mm -hmm. so, so you, you just mentioned creator focused platform. And I know you talked about in that video that there are two different groups that you kind of section the different social networks into. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah. So the, the way that I think things are happening, or at least that's, you know, what's going on in my mind whole day long, there's uh, creator focused platforms like, you know, Usually, I think, I guess, startups that uh, sort of disrupt this whole industry that, you know, platforms that love to feature create or lo love to serve the creators first by, you know, for example, TikTok, they, they have their proprietor, their, I don't know how to say that, but, the, you know, the short form videos, the TikToks, yeah. that's yeah. their thing. 
you know, and they're doing everything to, you know, for people to actually create TikToks. At least mm -hmm. that's what I feel like. You know, if you hop on TikTok, they try everything for you that you start creating TikTok as well. Yeah. The other part being distribution-based platforms like, uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, Facebook, for example. Yeah. In my opinion, Instagram as well, a little bit. And basically distribution-based platforms being uh, platforms that have, that have the whole infrastructure you know, this being their USB, because they have a huge, tremendous user base all over the world. They have the systems in place to, you know, guarantee that you can create content and put out there. But actually, you know, pushing creators might not be their main focus. It might be actually to, yeah, connect people and, you know, just give people the tools to do whatever they want with it. Gotcha. So, so I'm just thinking off the top of my head right now. So if, if all of these apps are called social media some uh -huh. of them tend to focus on or cater more to the media, like the creator, the creation. Uh -huh. And some might focus or cater more to like the social, the the networking, the distribution side of, do you mm -hmm. think that's very that's true? Yeah, totally agree with that. Gotcha. So, so for, for these creator focused platforms, you said TikTok, would you say YouTube is one of the creator focused platforms? Um, yeah, I think so. Definitely. Gotcha. Cause you know, YouTube is like, a little different in my opinion thinking about it right now because i think there's a clear distinction between youtube creators and youtube users consumers because mm, mm. i know so many people that don't even have a youtube account you know mm. just to watch youtube videos so you know whereas with instagram for example or tiktok you can't even consume content without yeah. having an account that's so, so true that's so true and just thinking about myself even how i use youtube i'll throw on a youtube video on my tv as if it's a tv uh -huh. short or as, as if it's oh, a movie and it's yesterday i watched a youtube video that was an hour and 20 minutes long just while oh, i was kind of working and i just kind of had it on in the background i would never treat instagram or tiktok like that i wouldn't have you know that's right tiktok just kind of open and scrolling if i wasn't paying attention to it so yeah interesting to definitely true and now that you say that like because lots of people do like long lives on uh, on instagram for example which are very good in my opinion but same thing, actually, I, I just was on a bicycle, like an hour long bicycle ride yesterday. And I was like, what am I going to listen to? So I saw on uh, Instagram, a recorded life, like one and a half hours life. Mm. But for some reason, I didn't want to listen to that whole thing mm. in the background. And then yeah. I opted for a YouTube thing with, with pretty much the same topic. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it, it's, I think it's also thinking about distribution. One thing that is interesting about that whole topic is that YouTube, of course, is a search engine very much you know, oh, yeah. by Google. So it has the search engine optimization. When, when you have a question, people always say Google it, but oftentimes we're Googling it and we're just ending up getting a YouTube video for our answer. Yeah, that but is actually true. One way in which YouTube, which has been around since before Instagram, it's been around obviously, you know, 15 years before TikTok came to be popular. Yeah. I think that's one reason why YouTube has been able to really just stay around and stay relevant is that, like you said, it's a creator first platform and they really value and prioritize the product, but also it's a great platform for distribution as well. True. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't mean this that. to be a pro YouTube podcast <laughs> and you don't no. have a conversation thinking about that. Okay. So distribution platforms, we got Facebook, Instagram. What about Twitter? Wh which category does Twitter fall into? Well, I think it like a distribution platform as well, because I mean, also, you know, if I think about that again, you know, might always be a little bit of a mix 
between mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, like I think in the video I mentioned it, like do you know people who really got like famous just by tweeting? I, I'm <laughs> I not sure. So. I like I've, so. I've heard of I've heard of YouTubers, I've heard of TikTokers, but I don't yeah. know if I've ever heard of a Twitterer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Twitterer. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah I, I don't think so. I think it's a distribution platform as well. You know, it's like a big part of Instagram. And I, like I said, I think it's still a mix between both Instagram, but uh, also on Twitter. Yeah, people you know become famous or get their audience from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Circling back to YouTube, I know so many YouTubers, it's actually like super popular in the YouTube world for YouTubers to create Twitter accounts to kind of stay engaged with their audiences. I okay. know just myself spending time on Twitter, I see way more people who are YouTubers who are there to kind of have conversations and get audience yeah. feedback. So like to your point, it's a great platform for that kind of networking and, and that is true. community and the, the distribution, but maybe not necessarily for growing a large following. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like also like to extend your content, but then again, you know, like, like you, you make some threads on, on Twitter to, I don't know, have some conversation mainly with your audience that you already have that comes mm -hmm. over from YouTube. But then again, Instagram as well. Like I use Instagram for that mainly, uh, you know, to keep my YouTube audience connected actually. So. Mm -hmm. Hey, I just wanted to interrupt really quickly to give you a quick tip about selling. When it comes to making sales, especially on social media, it has been widely documented and reported and studied and researched that customers value the benefits more than the features. So when I'm talking about something like the Insta Club Hub, people don't care so much that there are two lives a month, that there are thousands of Q&A responses with every single question ever related to Instagram, that there's dozens of quick bite-sized lessons. People don't care so much about the features that are you know, hot this week where we give you the latest trending updates about Instagram, where we give you five trending audios that are popular and growing that week. People don't care so much about all of these bells and whistles. People care about the way things make them feel. What is in it for them? What is their benefit of your product? So when I'm talking about the Insta Club Hub, the benefits that people can gain from joining the Insta Club Hub and becoming members is peace of mind around Instagram. A complete understanding of how to grow not just your following, but how to make more sales and grow your customer base on Instagram and how to do all of that in less than an hour a day. So you don't have to spend hours and hours wasting your life away on Instagram only to see little results. That's what the Insta Club Hub provides. The Insta Club Hub is the last Instagram resource, the last Instagram course or membership that you will ever need. The Insta Club Hub helps you finally make sense of the beast that is Instagram, and it helps you finally start to see real results that are sustained and that continue to grow. So if you're ready to join the Insta Club Hub, you can either visit instaclubhub.com right now. You can type it in without even pressing pause on this episode, or you can click down below in the show notes and it will open in your browser. And again, it's instaclubhub.com, and it is the last Instagram resource that you will ever need. So in the video, is Instagram dying? You made some really interesting points kind of about what we're talking about right now about, hey, you know, there is a such thing as a TikToker. There are people who grew fame and popularity from creating content on YouTube, but we haven't really seen that as much on Instagram. And definitely we haven't really seen that on TikTok. And of course, there are exceptions. 
but you talked about like the most popular people on the platforms. And when you brought that up, I was like, wow, I've never really thought about that before. And I've never looked at the actual, you know, data or who are the top five people on each platform. Yeah, so me neither kind of, actually. Like, share a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that too. I, I was always under the impression that, you know, probably similar to TikTok, you know, the, the big you know, Instagrammers, they're just the big accounts there. But then I took a, a closer look and I was like, and that's interesting. And, and what's even more interesting though, and I don't know what to make of that quite yet. The biggest Instagram account is actually the Instagram Instagram. Yeah. Account, yeah. Which is interesting as well. Yeah. And so I have your video pulled up here. And just for anyone who hasn't watched the video yet, I highly recommend that you do. But the biggest TikTok accounts, they are people who we would consider TikTokers. It's Charlie D'Amelio. I think, how do you say his name? Is it Cabby Lane? Cobby? I think so. I think yeah. Cobby. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. the guy who does like the super funny. It's, so funny. it's, like, a, it's like a face that he has like coined as his <laughs> face. He just makes it Bella Poach or Poach and then Addison Ray. So those are four people who, when you say those names, yeah. They are famous because they are TikTokers. Yeah. The biggest YouTube channels, they are YouTubers. Like True. Mr. Beast, PewDiePie, Dude Perfect. Like these are people who we think of as YouTubers. And then like you just said, the biggest Instagram accounts, first of all, the biggest Instagram account with the most followers is at Instagram, which that's <laughs> just so strange to me. Like, Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I don't even know if, I'm, I'm sure YouTube has their own YouTube channel. I'm sure TikTok has their own TikTok account, but... Yeah. Instagram is the biggest Instagram account, which is kind of weird. And then it's followed by the biggest named stars, athletes, and celebrities in the world with Cristiano Ronaldo, Kylie Jenner, Lionel Messi, and Dwayne Johnson. So like you have just big name stars. So kind of to your point, these aren't people who grew their following because they were great Instagrammers. Yeah. And, you know, like I thought about this after I, I made this video a little bit more and I'm like, I was like, maybe though, this is their vision to, you know, maybe, maybe they don't even want to become like a second YouTuber, like a TikTok where they have, you know, this, but, or maybe cause Instagram has been a, around for, for quite a while as well. And, you know, it sort of might be this main street already, the social media main street for, for anybody. And just as a result of that, those big mainstream celebrities are on there and they're the big ones just because it's sort of the, in my opinion, the, the main social media app. Mm -hmm. That's a good you know, point. That's a good it point. It could be that as well. Yeah, it, it, it definitely could be. And I'm just thinking now an app we haven't talked about at all today is Snapchat. It's, you know, it's not as relevant in the conversation as at the social media table, you know, as some of these other apps that we have talked about, but just thinking back, you know, I got my start Dominic in Snapchat Oh, and yeah, I remember when Kylie Jenner left Snapchat and she was like, I'm going back to Instagram to use Instagram stories. All right. And that was a big deal. And that was oh, a yeah, big I guess so. driving force. I mean, we don't have, you know, analytical data of how many people left Snapchat because of Kylie Jenner. But, you know, <laughs> and interestingly, a lot of people were like, I'm kind of done with Snapchat as well. I'm kind of I'm just going to okay. go back to Instagram. And so. I hear you that the, the creators very much drive the platforms, but I wonder if the highest form of creator or, or you know, the, the most relevant or needed creator that these platforms need is these huge celebrities. Like, yeah. do you think we're going to stay with Instagram simply because Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Lionel Messi and, and Kylie Jenner are there? Or do you think we're going to gravitate, we, you know, as society as a whole, 
are going to gravitate to these platforms like TikTok, where Charlie D'Amelio is creating her own original content. Well, that is a very good point, actually. And it actually might be that Instagram, and this might actually be their vision, that they see themselves as the main main platform and they have those main celebrities on there and the people see that as well. And they're like, well, you know, Instagram, that's where it's at. Because actually, I love the tools Instagram gives us. You know, it's it's not like just one-sided, like sort of one-sided like TikTok. You know, I'm not saying it's bad, but you can do so much on Instagram. You you have so many different channels and forms to connect with your audience. So mm-hmm. I actually think it's it's still, you know, it, it's there to last. Yeah. At least yeah. for the next, you, let's say, five years. Do you think too much, though? All these different features and you got reels and carousels and stories and lives. Like, do you think it's yeah. too, too much or what, what's your thought on that? Yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> Probably it's a little bit too much. But then again, maybe they're just right now just trying to figure stuff out and people as well and just people just have to get used to that plus instagram has to get used to that because i feel like something like one question actually that i always wanted to ask you like on my uh, youtube channel people always tend to focus on a lot of negative things you know Mm -hmm. know, talking about instagram like the algorithm and Mm -hmm. the reach and this and you know now it's obviously i didn't do the best thing by creating a video called instagram is dying (laughs) but uh, i've always wondered like your audience, you seem like such a, such a, you know, like outgoing, positive person. What does your audience say? Do, do you get like a lot of DMs about how people are frustrated with the experience right now? Or, or thousands not? per day. Oh, you do? Literally oh, thousands interesting. of messages per day of people frustrated with Instagram. And that's why I'm glad that we're having this conversation because so many people reach out to me on a daily basis saying that they're frustrated with the changes. They're frustrated oh, yeah. with keeping up with the algorithm. And, and that's part of why we created our Instagram membership that we did was to kind of solve that problem for people. Uh-huh. But absolutely, yeah. it's, a, it's a huge frustration of people. And that's one reason, that's that's the scariest thing for me, being someone who teaches Instagram and who is an Instagrammer, is when I hear an overwhelming amount of people voicing their concerns and their frustrations with a platform, and the platform isn't really doing all that much to resolve the issues or to fix the problems. That's what's kind of scary to me. Yeah, I agree. But has this become more lately or like, do you feel like there's, there's more people now than there were like a year ago? Uh, that's, it, it's tough for me to say because my following is, is continuing to grow at such a rate that sure. there's just more people, there's more fish in the pond. So whether those fish are, more angry than before. I'm not exactly sure. One thing that I do also think is interesting that we haven't really talked about is, of course, not only do creators drive these platforms and not only do celebrities drive these platforms, but also young people, which sounds funny to say, young people drive these platforms. And it seems like young people prefer TikTok. Maybe that's a blanket statement, but I think I would say that most people under the age of 21 would say that they prefer TikTok over any of these other platforms. Yeah, that is very true. And that could actually be what breaks their neck, to be honest. Thinking about Facebook, at least that's how it worked for me and so many other people that I know. You know, sort of the younger people went on to you know, Snapchat and, and Instagram and sort of then, you know, right now, like all my parents and like the more older people, if you will, they, they still hang on to Facebook. Mm-hmm. But maybe the same thing is going to happen to Instagram at one point. People just become older and 
you know, more younger people are coming and obviously they are going to get into TikTok. Mm-hmm. Could mm-hmm. be as well, but that, I, I'm not sure because in my opinion, they're actually trying to sort of stay in the game. Yeah. I don't know in, what you Instagram think about is that. Your thing. Instagram, yeah, that's what I mean. What makes you say that you think they're trying to stay in the game? I mean, of course, they're trying to, but what, what makes you say that? <laughs> yeah, like with all, all those things they're playing around with, like one thing that I've noticed in the past two years, at least they're now actively coming out with their creator's account or Musiri coming out every once in a while, updating us about what's happening, you know, what changes are, maybe some misconceptions and, you know, issues that are happening sometimes she talks about as well mm-hmm. so in my opinion that seems like they they are working to at least you know stay in the game yeah yeah I like think in my conversations that i've had with some people who work on the at creators team at instagram okay they're trying to really make a push this year or in the last two years to be a lot more transparent and tell us like, yeah how do hashtags work and how do reels work and masri does his weekly Instagram updates where he's telling us what new features there are. And one of those that he brought up, which kind of sent shockwaves through the the Reels community, is that he was talking about how they're really going to be prioritizing original content. Yeah. Not reposts, not trends, but they're prioritizing original content. What do you think about that comparing that to like the original content that we see on YouTube and Reels? I think it's a good step, actually. I think it's heading in the right direction. And if you take a look at TikTok, I think they were saying that like seven, eight, nine months ago as well, <laughs> that they're trying to, uh, you know, uh, favor more original content. I think they started to push that as well. So I think it's a good step because, you know, even though obviously it's a uh, good content to just recreate your trends and it's a good way to, you know, especially get new audiences, but every once in a while to have some original content, not bad. Plus, I think if they push this more, it will incentivize more, you know, actual creators to create and push the limits of the app, you know, making the app, making Instagram and, and Reels just more better for, for a broader range of people who don't necessarily want to dance or, you know, lip sync or whatever it is that, you know, that's trending right now. So I think it might be a, a good step in the right direction and to actually, uh, you know, evolve the short form video content mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and I've seen on some of your YouTube videos, you reviewed some reels I, in one of our, the first time you and I actually connected was yeah. you reviewed one of my reels and someone sent it to me and was like, Hey, this guy's talking about your post. <laughs> and I went, I watched it and, and it was great. And you broke down one of my reels, but from what you're seeing, because you, you're studying this stuff, you're, you're looking at what people are making. And what I think is really cool about what you're doing is you're not just looking at Instagram, you're looking at also YouTube. You have YouTube shorts on your own channel. There's, you, you know, you're studying TikToks as well. What do you yeah. see is really working or helping people on Instagram specifically right now? Like, like in terms of reels, what, what is working? Well, you know, it really depends if you ask me. Like, obviously still trends are big time, you know, especially like using trending audio, like like lip syncing and doing stuff like this. I see that that still continues to to work really well. But then again, you see some people like, what are they called? Like Alex Hermosi. Mm-hmm, is, that, mm-hmm. is that what he's called? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He only does original content and he grew his whole following across the platform, like across uh, you know, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or he and, and his wife. They grew so fast by creating just original content. So, yeah. 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 
what if you had to pick one and i'm not telling our audience to the, the they that they have to pick one but if you had to only pick one if i was like dominic you you can only choose one of these social networks instagram TikTok, youtube twitter myspace facebook <laughs> to use going forward yeah what one platform would you choose well so in my heart obviously it's always myspace because this is where <laughs> i started 2005 i remember or 2006 still in my heart still mm -hmm. log in every once in a while unfortunately the servers crashed my my whole <laughs> pictures are gone which just makes me really sad but yeah it's actually a very hard platform like me personally even though i have an instagram marketing agency and yeah talk mostly about instagram i found my love in youtube as funny as that might sound but uh yeah with that being said i'm not sure like in the long term because we see content get shorter and shorter i think i read somewhere that now it's slowly starting to get a little bit longer again like short form content on TikTok mm -hmm. as well I, I think but yeah i i would pick youtube right now yeah, yeah. that's interesting what have you seen on your own channel as the benefit of youtube shorts have you seen you know any viral youtube shorts have you seen well, good success with those what's that been like not not really to be honest and uh, it's very interesting i talked to another youtuber a few days ago they said they feel like the shorts algorithm is has been tweaked again and they don't get any viral things that you know mm -hmm. anymore with that being said you know it's still great whatever if i just reach 100 more people than i usually would through a different form of communication good for me to be honest so yeah, yeah. and it's also very interesting like right now i'm testing a few things out like yeah youtube shorts then some TikToks, which is sort of hard for me here being in austria and you know TikToks only get pushed out to austria and germany and yeah and also reels there is quite a difference in um yeah creating content and what actually works there mm -hmm. yeah it is and i think you, you mentioned something which is funny which is that you were talking to one of your youtube friends and they said that they think the algorithm has changed and they're struggling to get the views that they once were. So what I'm hearing is, even though everyone thinks the grass is always greener on the other side, and I'm sure some people started listening to us today, Dominic, and they were like, they're on Instagram, but they're like, ah, you know, there's a lot of changes. Maybe I should go to TikTok or maybe I should go to <laughs> YouTube shorts. What I think I just heard you say is that the grass isn't always greener. On no, the other side. Yeah. not at all. Like, yeah. like me saying even like my preferred platform for, for me personally being YouTube, just because I love creating longer form content and playing around with cameras and everything. I still think people should rather look into, you know, getting into Instagram, to be honest, because, yeah, lots yeah. of reasons, actually. But yeah, and like I said, there's so many people being sort of pissed at Instagram right now. And yeah, engagement drops, reach drops, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like the community sort of has this negative vibe going sometimes. I don't feel the same about the YouTuber community, even though, man, it's tough. It's really tough there. <laughs> yeah. Takes so long for a new creator to actually start getting views that sort of matter. So Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. From, from, yeah, from it's not greener on the other side. YouTubers in the past, it seems like YouTube is one that it it takes a long time oh, man. I, I can, i've yeah. heard the stat before but i think it's like it takes uh, over a hundred videos on average to get to a thousand subscribers or something yeah. like that well on instagram it, it i would say probably on average i haven't done the exact research on this so don't quote me on this but <laughs> i would imagine it doesn't take 100 posts on instagram yeah. to get to a thousand followers no 
yeah. I don't think so. Depends on how you make it, but okay, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Plus, you know, the time you can like, this is why I slowly start to get more into, you know, figuring out YouTube shorts, TikTok reels for myself, for, for my style of content and the way that I want to make it is because it's just so much faster as well to make. Because like I, right now I'm at a point where I'm sitting, cutting my YouTube video because I cut them myself. Like the whole process takes three, four days sometimes mm, just yeah. to constantly working. Yeah. So yeah, that's time consuming. Yeah. And like, so it, it takes is. you three or four days to cut down a, a YouTube video. Right now we've been recording a podcast for 30 minutes. In this time, you and oh, I yeah. both could have made, let's call it a reel. We could have made, you know, five yeah. reels in the last yeah, 30 minutes. Definitely. And that could have, all of those reels could have also been shared on YouTube shorts and on TikTok. Yes. So we could have essentially made five times three, 15 pieces <laughs> of content in the last 30 minutes. And because of what you and I know about reels and TikTok and YouTube shorts, those three things might be more prioritized than a podcast. They might reach more people yeah. than a YouTube video. So we could essentially 100%. in this 30 minute window have produced more content that reached more people, but that's not to discredit the value that we have provided today. So Dominic, I want to just thank you for coming on the show. And, and well, thanks for having me on, man. Really, yeah, really appreciate all it. This. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, it's Kristen, Shaleen's podcast manager. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, could you go and leave a review for Shaleen and Brock? Let them know what it is you liked about this episode, what really hit home, and what would you like them to cover in a future episode? And while you're at it, could you just double check to be sure that you are subscribed? That way, if you're subscribed, you won't miss a single episode, which is released every Tuesday and Thursday. Did you know that Shaleen has another podcast called The Shaleen Show? It's all about living your best life. She gives you tips about improving things physical, mental health, mindset, habits, relationships, nutrition, fitness, sleep, and so much more. She has the best interviews also. But if you're already subscribed to both Build Your Tribe and The Shaleen Show, you really should go check out Patreon. Did you know The Shaleen Show is now on Patreon? Shaleen gets super personal, spills the tea on everything she can't on her other podcasts. You also get to experience Brett. Completely unfiltered, completely confident, and completely hysterical. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Anyways, thanks for listening. Remember, anything referenced in this episode, including links to all the other podcasts, can be found below in the show notes.